All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to put the jam in pajama. Because uh, it's, cause it's time for Sleep With Me podcast, a podcast that puts you to sleep. Be sure to start your, pack your playlists and start your sleep timers. And one way to support the show is to go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron and support the show at a dollar a month. Another way is as we bring on sponsors, which we've been very deliberate about, and we will be, is uh, supporting the sponsors or uh, giving giving me or giving sponsors ideas, hey, what would make a good match for the show? And the great thing about having Jonathan, the mystery bard, because uh, he's still, you know, he's still a mystery to me, he's, but, but, so I'll probably still call him the mystery bard, but it is that... Uh, well, I was telling him about this Trader Joe's thing, and then he came up with this great song. Trader Joe's should advertise on podcasts. Don't you think? Doesn't that make sense? Everybody knows that Trader Joe's doesn't do any, any, do any advertising, but potential Trader Joe's customer also probably listen to podcasts. If I were to guess, I'd say there probably were at least something like 90% overlap. Oh, yeah. And I love that overlap. Wow. Because that's what I'm trying to say. If you if you shop at Trader Joe's and you love podcasts, not just this podcast, I would give them a call, uh, tell the store manager, send them an email and say, hey, we know you don't market. And that's, but I'm about to market, you know, what's market Trader Joe's and say, hey, 90% overlap. You know, we love podcasts. We love Trader Joe's. We're on the fence about the Trader Giotto and Tra- Trader Jose or whatever, but we love those little stuffed animals, you know, Burly Bear or whatever the other ones are called, Popsicle Head. So Trader Joe's, what do you say he sponsors some podcasts? And let's get out of the show. Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome this is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night, whatever's been running through your brain, uh, whatever's been tossing and turning. Uh, whatever's been, if it's physical, mental, emotional, whatever, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night and just kind of be your boyfriend here and say, hey, I'm going to tell a little story. I'm going to go on a long, uh, monologue where I try to talk about how the show works and I'll tell a story. It'll be a little bit silly, a little bit meandering, slow moving, uh, I'm going to bring some wings of pointlessness, pointless meanders, uh, messing around, mis- mispronunciations, pauses, pauses, this podcast has had a few, <laughs> there's one more, gratuitous, this, pause, this podcast may contain gratuitous pauses, gratuitous use of pregnant pauses, I don't know if anyone ever thought, though, he's, he's saying, well, I don't know if any of those words were supposed to be used together in that manner. And I'd say, yeah, but it's the most, that's the most G-rated manner. Gratuitous, pregnant, has ever been used, you know. 
Uh, but that's what, that's what I do, is I try to distract you with silly bedtime stories is basically it. Uh, the theory being is that you can't think about two things at once, or you can't really focus on two things at once. So instead of focusing on whatever's got you awake, you can kind of listen to me, but you don't have to tune in to me. Say, okay, this guy, he's taking, you know, and, and I'll try to keep your attention a little bit, but anytime you feel like curling up or putting a pillow on your head or doing that, you know, some cat-like moves where you kind of dig your shoulder deeper into the bed, and then you do, like, I do a lot, of, I, I've been known to do some, like, uh, I forgot, like a, yeah, I, mean, I guess I'm a, I'm a mammal. What can I tell you? But like a like a more of a sea mammal move, right? Jump out of the bed, like a flop twist. Uh, it's been a while since uh, since uh, I've had anyone had a reason to complain about that. Oh boy, uh, no, but maybe I haven't done it in a while. But yeah, that's one of the moves. I forget what I could, like, kind of like a dolphin splash. I guess that's what you'd call it. It's totally irritating if you're in bed with me. Uh, and that's in, in the deepest to sleep, but sometimes I might do it before, you know, when I'm getting ready, when scoots, if, if I listen to my own podcast, you know, I think I just said my own podcast, uh, like I'm a, a street urchin selling, uh, selling into Kinsey in London. Would you like a taste of my old podcast? I, how? hello, hello, hello. Uh, but we're, we're talking about habits, uh. Another one I had, I, th- I don't think I do it anymore, but for the longest time I would get a lot of complaints for this one, and this probably has to do with, you know, having more uh, healthy blood running through my system because I'm not drinking anymore, but I would lift my foot up, this is what I was told, and then, like, so I'd lie, I'd be on my stomach, and I would bend one of my knees, pause it at a 90-degree angle for a while, then release it, and it would bounce in the bed like five times. Like, it would just go, and they go, boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, it was almost like some sort of, uh, I guess, like, Lilliputians were, like, cranking my, you know, they'd crank my leg back up to the 90-degree angle, and then they'd release it again, and it'd go, boom, 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 boom. And I was told it was being timed at different times by people uh, in my life. And they say, you know, you do that like every eight minutes. What what the heck? And it's totally involuntary. And uh, they say, no, I'm just doing it to irritate you, my dear. And then they say, probably you are subconsciously. Uh, so that's another weird thing I would do. You know, dolphin splashes, strange leg drops. I also used to also have this technique. One of my roommates would tell me this. I think I did it once I, you know... Uh, but I would make, uh, comforting noises, these groaning noises when, and, and, and actually those I was aware of doing, I would say they were like guttural noises. They're a bit like my voice now, so it might have influenced the podcast in some way, but it would, intri- it would trigger this internal vibration in my head. It was a bit like these stones right now. I guess this creaky side of dulcet, that's where it's got its start. And it would soothe me. I mean, usually it was like a soothing that I needed after... Being out in New York City till about 5.30 in the morning, that's when I would start making the sounds when I got in bed. And then it wouldn't, amazingly enough, once I used those sounds, I wouldn't have a problem sleeping from about 5 to 2. And I said, let's do that again. 
and it, it took me another 20 years to learn my lesson with that. So I don't make those noises anymore. Uh, but now I do it as part of the podcast. I guess I really think, because I used to have a theory even back then, because my roommate would be like, what's wrong with you? And I say, well, which 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 topic are we covering? And he'd be like, with those noises, the groaning. And I would say, what groaning? And he would say, that sound you make, which is like a, a bit like a didgeridoo, like that type of noise. So not that different than what I'm talking right now. And I say, oh, that I don't. I said, I don't know. Like I guess I do it because it makes me feel better. And he said, can can you not do it? I said, no, because you know usually I'm pretty pretty out of it when I'm doing it, so I'm not even really aware of doing it. And then he would sigh, and I said, do you have any other, do you want to lodge any other complaints with me right now while you have the chance, you know, while I'm doing the podcast, uh, you know? And he said, I mean, I'm sure he would be like, actually, you believe I got a lot of them. And I thought I saw, I said, I, I thought I remembered another one, but I forgot it. But also for a while, I wore a red union suit, which for those of you that don't know what a union suit is, which I'm sure, presuming is 98% of you, it's like kind of like a onesie pajama that a uh, a person that is usually in a Bugs Bunny, no, no, Scooby-Doo cartoon and owns an outhouse, like a, a, a country bumpkin style. It's a one-piece pajamas, but they're usually used in a derogatory way to describe country bumpkins, or that's just what they wear in cartoons of my youth. And they, they, so I always dreamed of owning one. Uh, so finally, when I was in my like early twenties, I got one. And then I proceeded. I guess I don't really remember this, but I think I was known as Old Man Ackerman, and I would wear that around town every once in a while. Show up at games, run out on the field in my union suit, and I think I had a whole routine where I pretended I was a crazy old man. And I guess I was just, well, it just you're just a crazy man. I don't know, you know, the, the old man part was the act. I'm pretty sure I had a pretty good dance. You know, it was probably like with uh, uh, whatever that's called. I don't know if that's the ham bone when you're snapping your fingers and snap, slapping your knees as a musical instrument. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, hopefully that was boring. I guess it didn't really... Metaphorically, I just went down memory road about stuff about sleep. But yeah, I guess I like I, I was always looking for. I guess he was just I was just a strange boy, and now I'm a strange man. What can I say? And now I do a podcast that people sleep. Before all that, though, I had terrible time sleeping, and uh, I'll never forget it. In all honesty, that's uh, one of the main drives behind this podcast. I can always remember just sitting there all alone, wondering if I'd ever fall asleep. Uh, feeling like no one else could understand what I was going through and kind of feeling like uh, I was just about out of hope, that there was no reason to be hopeful. And, of course, you know, the time went on and eventually things changed. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I kind of look at that as like uh, that pain is always, it's not always with me like I carry, but I can always access it. And I say, geez, if anybody out there is feeling like that, and this podcast can maybe take your mind off of it or make you laugh or put you to sleep uh, or just, you know, give you a little space to breathe in or maybe make you feel less alone. Anything like that, I'd be happy. I'd be so proud. Uh, so that's why I try to do it. It's just a little bit silly, a little bit ridiculous, all that. Uh, a little bit silly, a little bit ridiculous, but, you know, it, it's all in good fun. 
know, I, I don't know. I, I wish you, sometimes my uh, things are more uh, metaphorical than this, but, you know, it's a podcast to take your mind off stuff, podcast to put you to sleep. And that's what I'm going to do. It, it, it's different. It's strange. And, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. I hope it works for you. Give it a couple tries. If you're new here, I know you're probably skeptical or, you know, baffled. And those are understandable things. But, you know, all I can tell you is I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you stopping by. And I really hope, I really yearn, I really desire to help you fall asleep. All right, housekeeping, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website. You can email me, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter or on Facebook, Sleep With Me Podcast. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our music and our editing. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork, on our honor. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. And I want to thank, uh, we have a Facebook group over at sleepmovepodcast.com slash nods. I want to thank our moderators, Alexandra, Laura, Lie to Lie, Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., and Jennifer B. I want to thank all the members of the Facebook community and all, all the listeners. I know we've been a little bit behind the past couple of weeks and keeping in touch with everybody, but um, I'm trying to carve out a little bit of extra space. And I'm here putting, putting in the show across the deep, dark night for you. Don't worry. And I want to thank Latitude on our subreddit. That's over sleeplimmypodcast.com slash reddit. I want to thank the Eat to Perform podcast, which said some nice stuff about us that I just was made aware of. I don't know when that came out, but thank you so much. That's the Eat to Perform podcast. I also want to thank Jillian, who made this awesome picture of brain bots, and I'll share it. Uh, hopefully I'll remember to share it with the episode. Oh, wait, I'll just share it on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Because I won't be able to put it in the show notes. It'll be on the website for this episode. And that's it. I just want to remind everyone, if you can support the show at a dollar at com slash patron. We're looking to get to 750 donators as soon as we can and then get to 1,000. And then continue on and make sure the show stays sustainable. All right. Thanks so much. Let's get on the show. All right. So this is episode 36, No Me Abras. I do not open, I said. Uh, hello, Adentro. Uh, would you like to come in, though? They do not open, but I'll still let you in. And what, do you say porphine to that at last? I would say C-E. Yes, and. I think that's what improv, improv, people that do improv do. Uh, but you know, you could do, you know, what, 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 what you should do if you have a grandparent or an older neighbor. I think this will be a new improv school I'm going to start. Instead of yes and, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess I'm going to steal that idea. Don't tell anybody. For the good of the world, uh, baby boomers. Uh, but instead of saying C-E, yes and, my improv school will be De Hame. Uh, here, here, let me... Okay, so let's practice. This will be the first uh, practice. And maybe instead of actually teaching them, I'll just sell, you know, this will be my new revenue stream. I'll sell uh, franchises for the Deheme, Deheme, the Let Me School of Improvisation, which also is, you know, you know, cover like, we could say, get nursing homes to pay us. Uh, we get high school parents to pay us to take their kids to teach them improv. Also, 
you know, we'll, we'll make this into like a five income stream business. But let me, you know, let me pitch you on how it's going to work by showing you. Okay, so Golpe, we're going to knock on this door here. Huh, pasa nada, nothing happens. Let me knock a, a little more here. Oh, look, Los Ojos, I see their eyes in the, uh, hello, hello, I'm here. Uh, could borrow El Segundo, Un Segundo, could I, uh, uh, talk to you for a second, uh, sir, ma'am? Oh, they said, what do you want? Uh, complicado, it's a little complicated to explain, but, you know, I can see, you can see I'm totally safe. Uh, that's why I've dressed myself in a suit of Morado of purple, uh, because, you know, I said, this is, you know, won't hurt your eyes or anything. Oh, thank you for opening your door. If I could see gay, follow you inside, I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, to say, here, let me, and then whatever you want for the rest of the day. Uh, me, you know, uh, reundos together, you know, but, but, we, but you won't have to do any work. I'll do it for you. Here, let me. And I don't know if you could watch any of those improv TV shows or any improv shows, but we could even have an unatema, a theme. Okay, repente. So suddenly, okay, suddenly, here, let me, what would you want? Puntezo, you want some punch. Okay, all right, I'll make some punch. What kind of punch would you want? Akiano, a cornflower punch. You got it. Here, let me. Or, you know, I could say... Uh, see, de hecho, yes, actually, I'd love to rub your bunions later. Uh, my, uh, are your bunions luminosa, so bright, and tan amplio, so broad? And, and you, would you mind, here, let me rub them. Uh, do, would you mind me saying, que lindo, how, how cute they are? Oh, no, there's no depo deposito, no deposit. Okay, you're, you're done with me on that. Thank goodness. I'll never be the same now. Uh, oh, you want me to piso de la zona? Clean up the floor area? I'd love to. Uh, why am I here saying here, let me? Here, may I? Well, I'm starting to escolare. It's a school. Uh, I think it's going to, you know, between you and me, it's going to be my tuberias, my pipeline to riches. Uh, that much is claro to me, clear. Uh, but really, it's just for my encanta, my love of, you know, of helping and saying, here, let me. Or what, yes, actually. Maybe that could be the retirement version of love, actually. Yes, actually. You know, and I'll go from uh, retirement com community to retirement community saying, yay, gay, I've arrived and maybe the people there will say, but finally, yeah, someone to say, here, let me, you know, let me do it. And I, and that's the first words will always be out of my mouth, uh, probably, if I, uh, puede, 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 uh, puede, I could, could I help you? What are you saying? Yo te pide, Betty? You already asked me, when? Oh, Pintarle, you want me to paint? Okay, here, let me, I didn't realize this would be so much work, Sabes, you know, because uh, que necesito, what I really needed was just a couple examples. Uh, wait, donde vas, where are you going? Uh, to bring all your cats in here? Oh, tengo además, I also, 
Uh, well, that's fine. I guess yeah, here, let me. You, you want me to pet the cats while I paint, but don't get any cat hair in the paint. Okay, that's a distinto. This is different than what I expected. Uh, what are you doing with all that cardboard? A Como carts? Uh, you want me to make cat carts? And uh, that is a farme that they can't wrinkle, wriggle out of? For their fun. Okay, see you ready. I'll go if it's worth it. You know, suerte, wish me luck, ma'am. Uh, so I should paint the kitchen. Uh, then what'd you say? Chucharas, organize your spoons. Got it. Uh, find out about the elefantes. Okay, tell me more about the elefantes. They're, they're, the noises they're making are bothering you. Okay, I'll look into that one. Okay, then the cat carts, right? That's a plain idea. I like to, can we start with the cat carts? Because that's more my speed. You know, cat carts, get it? I say, here, let me, you know, because there's nothing I love than a viaja, the cats traveling out of here, you know, to have fun. Because these cats, your cats, they look like they could use some fun and some sunlight and some air. Uh, and about, about bath, you know, hey, don't stare at me. I just say you guys could use some baths. I just say you kitties could use a bath or two with treats. Uh, you know, Gouradar, you know, I just want to save you the work, ma'am. Uh, you know, Boudrin, there is a scent of sleep, but, but it's fine. Maestro, I show you. Uh, me, me amor, yo te amo. My love, I love you. And I say that, sir, not to you, ma'am. I mean, I do kind of, but to service of here, let me. I thought this was going to be good, but I got to stay dedicado to this, right, ma'am? Uh, okay, tell me more about your past. I bet you know why I make these cat cards, because I was wondering. Uh, oh, wait, you want me to midelo de manos? Measure it by hands. The cat card should be two hands long. Got it. Modelo de manos. You used to be a hand model. Great. Uh, oh, each cat, Ellie Gear, should choose. I agree with you. They should choose their own cart. And what would you say, Lastima? will pity the cat that picks the, the first cart. Is that the most selfish cat? Oh, that's the Marito, the cat husband. It, I don't understand what a cat husband is, but... Okay. Well, yeah, how about if I open up a couple windows and get a little fluho in here, some a flow of air... You know, with the paint and the cats and the paint and the cats. Uh, oh, what, did you ask me a question? How, how do I keep the chicasa raja? Chicasa raya. Uh, how do I keep the girls at bay? B believe me, I don't know how I do it, but I do it. it just being myself, that's how I keep them, keep them at bay. Uh, para la gran dama. No, I'm not saving myself for the grand dame. Uh, is that Judy Dench? Is she, is she the Grand Dama? Oh, yeah. I've had a day poor Vita Gratis. So this life, you know, lifetime free of that problem, ma'am. Uh, what's my apellido? My last name? I'd rather not say. Duplico. It's been doubled. Uh, you could say. I know that didn't make any sense. I'm sorry, ma'am.
Uh, the he said what I said was nonsense. I say I tend to it's creeping creeping into my other role. I forgot that this is my. Well, I thought this was going to be an entrepreneurial move to come up with a new school of uh, here. Let me yes, ma'am. Let me do that. KC, uh, should I continue with the cat carts? I'm right on it. Uh, fondo a la izquierda. Uh, front, the background to the left, right? Yep. Yeah, you, have you made, you must make these cat carts all the time. Oh, you don't have anybody to help you. Well, I feel like we're improv some new, can we improv some, can we put uh, spoilers on these? And spoil, can we spoil the cats? Cats, how would you like to be spoiled with some air uh, and some sunshine and some baths? And, and I'll, you know, because here, let me. Uh, okay, K A K N K Yabamos, ma'am, in which we're going to put spoilers on the cat cars. Vendere, you're thinking about uh, selling these cat cars? But I'll tip falta. We have to determine the failure rate of the cat carts with these new spoilers. At the top, I don't think we should take these cat carts out with the cats to the top of a hill yet, ma'am. No, uh, but no, I'm not uh, Ray Char, Ray Chacha. But no, I'm not Ray Chazaring, refusing to say yes and or would I hear let me? I just don't want any dramatico, anything dramatic with the cats. Like they just, I think. Uh, I'm sorry, could you repeat that phrase again, that phrase? You want to test the cat carts out with ranas, the frogs? Hmm, what's your raison? What's your reason, ma'am? Uh, well, I don't know. A person that would maltreat, uh, uh, mistreat uh, frogs would probably mistreat cats. Do -ba -do -ba. So maybe we should just get, treat all the creatures of the earth with love. What do you say? And we'll service them. What do you say, ma'am? What do you say, cats? What do you say, frogs? Uh, Aora Toto, now you're all getting served by me. Uh, and you know what my first act of service is? Is serving you all. Higato, liver, I brought about 8,000 pounds of it with me. So here, ma'am, I got your favorite kind, and then the cats, I got them. And I'll work on these cat cards uh, grossero darling. I'm going to let those gross sounds just filter out of my ears. Oh, wait, Eras Capaz, you were able to eat all that liver that fast. Oh, Punto, the point was to buy me some time while I whipped up these cat carts. Oh, Acabo, I'm done with the cat carts because they're made of El Papel anyway. Uh, but I predict Ademas also... It'll be a demoro, a delay in Benta del Barrio, the sales of this program in this neighborhood for anyone else. Are you yelling ladrona, ma'am? Oh, Sprinkles is the thief of the first cat cart. Well, it's a cat cart, and I did see how I put Sprinkles? Well, actually, that's paint that dripped off your ceiling. That was supposed to be on your wall. But it looks like Sprinkles, so that's why Sprinkles got in that cat cart. Uh, so that's why, because Sprinkles said to me, una cinta, that Sprinkles had an appointment with that cart. And so I've got Sprinkles doing some boss, some testing of that.
So, Degale, you, you keep an eye on that spoiler on Sprinkle's cat cart. Make sure it looks good. And I'm just going to say you are here. Seal the rest of the cat carts up here. And, you know, don't mind what I'm doing with this jabon, this soap at all. Because uh, it's just going to be a sh- uh, bajito, a shortish uh, bajito, a shortish uh, uh, something for everyone to get. Everyone's going to get a little wet here as we go in the yard to test these cat carts out. Because it's nice and warm out, seasonably warm. And it's raining from this hose. Uh, so we might all get a little wet out here. Uh, exigen. And, uh, you know, the demand would be... Uh, no queja, cats. Uh, no complaints. Uh, there's muchas leyes protecting you, but you're warm enough. It's just a little soap. Uh, consagra. Let me enshrine you in soap. Uh, this is only to make sure the cat carts, uh, oh, whoa, whoa, no te lo comas. Don't eat the cat carts. Uh, bonito es bonito, hermanos. Uh, beauty is beauty, kitties. Okay, everyone's dry now, and everyone's in their cat cart. Ma'am, I made you, did you like the cat cart I made to you on your couch now that you're so dry? Oh, I'm sorry, Pierre de Cuales Pierdas? What is lost, miss? Oh, no, Sprinkles is over here. Yeah, Sprinkles, they, they, Sprinkles the cat has found a way to get its paws so it can move. See, I've been teaching the cats to move their carts. See how they move them? With their hind legs through, there's little holes in the bottom of the cat cart. So I think they're just going to slide around your place now. And I put swifters on the bottom of the cat carts. So as they shed, they pick up their hair. You believe that? Uh, yeah, no. The debujillos coja eso. The drawings will take take it. Because they put like special drawings on all their cat carts for different uh, luck things. Uh, depende. Uh, here, let me help. You know, here, what can I do? Uh, no haga eso. Do not do that. What? Do not do what? Okay, podido. I could, I could, uh, if I could lower your suspicious, there will be no bill. I won't be sending you a bill. Uh, say lo juro. I swear it was my honor. I did not mean to susto, scare you. It has been my honor to be in your espacio. Your space, uh, making cat carts for you. Oh, I was about to leave. You want me to make puré de papa? You want me to make some mashed potatoes? Okay. Uh, uh, pega una. How many sticks of butter you want in there? Okay. Effectivo. I'm really good at making uh, uh, mashed potatoes. Yeah, see? I've already broke... Uh, uh, quebrado, broken up the potato here. Uh... I don't know if this will ever fill all my day dudas, my debts. And I, you know, I kind of hoping this isn't my pitiendo, pitiendo, my calling. Because uh, uh, Diablo and Detales, when it comes to these lunch and these improv classes, uh, I think this one, after I'm done with these potatoes, will deja hacer. Uh, cease to be. So thank you, ma'am, for letting me. Uh, here, may, may I help? Uh, here, let me. All right, we're talking episode 36 of Metastasis. And my first note is lab night, question mark, and then Walt Solo walks into the lab. 
turns on the coffee, a Bunsen burner. I, I, I put Bunsen burner, but I can picture it in my mind. It was more of a cotton. So I, I can't be positive that Bunsen, it, I don't think it was a Bunsen burner. Uh, but, you know, I definitely don't, you know, I only know a narrow definition of bumps and burners, which are things I, you know, misuse to the point where they said, you're not allowed to use the bumps and burners at this school anymore. And then they say, you're not allowed to sit at one, you know, even though the gas, the teacher be like, the gas is off. Why can't you just leave those things alone? And I say, I don't know, there's something about those nozzles, the way they're, they just called to me. I said, sorry, teacher, I got nozzle, you know, I got nozzle brain and nozzle on the brain. And I said, I think it's something just in my physio. I said, I might even skip my brain. I said, I can't keep my hands off these nozzles. And they said, try saying that during it, you know, with your parents there. And trying to say, no, I don't mean, it doesn't, I know it sounds weird. But it's just, you know, it's just the nozzles. It's nothing else. Mom, stop crying. Uh, but anyway, so this may have been a Bunsen burner. Oh, boy. Uh, then it's a, then he looks over the coffee maker. He smiles, pleased, with a pleased, knowing look. He drinks the coffee, and then he rubs the cup, and he looks at the coffee maker again. Like, satisfied, but maybe a twinge of forlorn. Then he starts up one of the cooking machines, and he notices a new camera is following his movements, a security camera. Then he notices another one, camera one, camera two. Uh, camera two is at uh, negative 11, negative 30, you know, on the whatever, the watching stuff. Where to, uh, where it was something, I don't know what that's from. I think that might be the thing. Um... Uh, he ducks from the camera, he flips off camera one, and then he does the arm thing. That's like flipping off. I don't know if that, is that, I don't think that's the bird though. I don't know what it's called when you do it with your arm. And then the episode opens. Maybe that's when it says Puerta. I can't read my writing. It looks like Puella Alberta. Uh, then Cielo, she's knocking on Walt's door, which is a Puerta. So abierto, maybe that's it. Abierto means open. Or abierta, I open the door. And then Walt won't answer. Then he finally does, but he doesn't want to let her in. She makes him let her in. She's got a little concern. You know, Walt hasn't been keeping in touch with her. And they go back and forth arguing. Walt goes on this long explanation. It's so ridiculous she laughs at what he says. And then I was confused for a little while with this next scene. I put Maria with double question mark. And then I put looking at a house double question mark. A cafe question mark. And then checking out statues. Uh, she lies that her name's Barbara. And it's still in the, like the next few seconds it hit me what was going on. Uh, she was wearing a bluish purple, bluish purple dress. Uh, she tells the person she's speaking with she's separated and she's looking for a new pad. Uh, she tells her it's uh, fundamental to... I think that's what I wrote. Fundamental. Funda. Fundamental. Yeah, it must be fundamental to... Question, double question mark. 
But she goes too far as the agent gets a look on their face. And she does a lot of pacing. Uh, next up, Henry's watching a Cinemax movie. And he looks terrible, Henry. I mean, it's most, you know, like the, the state of your affairs, if you're, you know, because he was just watching it. And so he just looked pitiable. And then Maria comes home, and that makes it for a nice few comic minutes where Henry tries to get the remote and change the channel. He needs his claw to get the remote because it's on the floor. Then he picks up a Mineralis to pretend he's looking at that. And Maria's still trying. She has the gifts of beer and papitas and a biker magazine. But Henry complains. They think he wanted Doritos. Uh, then we have Walt and Jose. They're getting uh, like dress, uh, undressed out of their work clothes after work. Walt's worried about the cameras. And then I didn't understand this. Jose's getting a cat or seeing cats. I, I would figure it out later. And then Walt and Jose kind of talk. Uh, then we have Maria checking out a fancy spoon collection with minerales on the handles, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, she asks the agent about the deposit. Then she looks around the place, uh, the house. Then we see Saul Walton Cielo meeting to go over a game plan. And I put about question mark. Saul does his drum game show thing. Uh, his game show sounds. They drink coffee. No sugar. Uh, then Saul's bodyguard comes in. He needs to use Walt's bathroom. Bad exclamation point. Uh, Saul and Cielo kind of go back and forth over some stuff. They're eating small cookies, like chocolate chip cookies, I think, and debating. But not about the cookies. The cookies are not a subject to debate, just enjoyment. Uh, Cielo does not buy Saul's plan at all. And Saul says, hey, well, I got some other ideas. And they come up with a plan. The dude's still in the restroom, uh, Saul's guy. And then he comes out, he goes, Gracias, you're out of paper. Uh, then we have the real estate agent sees the spoon is missing. She's pissed. Uh, then we have Jose driving a go-kart yelling. So it's not a cat, it was a go-kart, Scoots. Uh, back home, his place is still a party spot. Some dude's leaving with his toaster oven. The party's kind of gotten out of control. Uh, then Maria's at another open house with some older adults. Doorbell rings and maid is sent to answer it. And it's the spoon woman there. She's watching Maria, who's holding court and lying. And the maid busts it up. Uh, and then there's a showdown. And Maria breaks out of there. But then her and the spoon spoon agent argue outside. It's a big scene. Uh, a bunch of people are watching. And then she pulls Maria's purse. And a spoon and a pitcher of the older, older people falls out and breaks. Then we have Henry. He's at home looking at rocks. Uh, no minerales. Scooter. No, no pierdas. Minerales. Well, thanks, Henry. Phone rings. He's like, what? Okay. Maria Aver. He's like, what'd you do, you know? Then we see Maria. She's crying under the stress of uh, getting caught spoon lifting. Uh, 
And I'll more talk more about the brilliance of all this when we talk about Breaking Bad. Uh, then we have Cielo washing, and she's thinking. That's when a lot of good ideas come to a lot of people. She gets an idea. She calls Saul via matchbook. I mean, not, you know, the matchbook she can't use to call, but she gets Saul for the phone number. And then we have this guy with a hard hat and a poker chip box. He's got a pool testing kit. He's running pool testing tests, you know, you know, but pretending. And he's talking to the car wash owner who's kind of beside himself. And I'm pretty sure he's like, yeah, we'll close you down for about five weeks. And so he begs the guy for some time, and then the owner, it seemed like he tried to bribe him. And then we see he's on the phone via Bluetooth with Cielo, who's feeding him lines. And he's just kind of reading the book to the car wash owner. You know, he's like, you got some real legal trouble. And that totally freaks the car wash guy out, who's Bogdan in, in uh, Breaking Bad. I'm not sure, I never picked up his name in this. And Cielo smiles back at her car. She's like, I got him. And then we have Henry, rock, co- rock cold as a mineral. That's, that was what the uh, metaphor I came up with. But he really was. And Maria's both sad and mad at him. Uh, we had some serious purple action. Purple glasses, purple pla- placemats. Maria had a purple sweater on. Uh, then there's some uh, a knock at the door. It's some cap. And I think... It's a cop, and I think it's Ramon, and he's at the door to see Henry, and he's like, hey, what's up, bro? And then I remembered Ramon is like this guy, if, you, if you're a director, a casting person, find this actor for an action movie. I mean, he's action star material. I don't have any doubt about it. Like, he's got a, uh, I don't know, he's, he has that look going. He looks, at least guy looks tough as nails, but he's also charismatic. And they talk minerales, and Henry's trying to be like, dude, you know, Ramon, I know you're cool, but not not as cool as minerales are. Let me tell you a little bit about him. But Ramon wants to talk drugs and Guido, and Henry's like, I don't know. And Henry's like, I don't know who you're talking about. Why are you bringing him up? And then Ramon's like, I, I got his lab book, yo. And then he kind of talks Henry into looking at it later, maybe. And Henry gives him his rock light, a oh, rock-like brownie. He says, here, eat this brownie. It's terrible. And we have Walton Cielo, baby talk, you know, with the, ba- with the baby, not baby talk with them. And then they laugh. Cielo thinks, worries. Uh, they had a cool, I don't know if this is what a crew it is, but they had a cool, like, olive oil balsamic uh thing that had them separated but maybe porced together on their table for salad dressing. And I thought it looked good, and I'm like, man, that's pretty sweet. And the phone rings. She smiles. She clears her throat. She says, oh, Don Dickhead, what, what do you need? And she's toying with him like a cat. And Walt's freaking out. And, uh, you know, she's not doing good enough for Walt, of course, and he's kind of being a jerk. And there's so much that the baby cries out a little. Uh, but Cielo and this guy go back and forth. Well, keeps trying to intervene. Cielo's like, chill, dude. And then she hangs up, and then Walt's still freaking out, calls back. But the dude breaks. Then we have a post-party night scene at Jose's with people all sleeping it off. Jose's throwing money uh, around. Uh, then we see uh, new, Gus's new guy. 
Uh, and then we see Walt's place. Walt and Cielo is celebrating the big win, drinking wine. And they talk about their story or about Walt's story as a man. I couldn't. And then they argue. And then they discuss and then argue some more. Uh, then we have Henry and Maria. She's asleep with her mask on. Henry shuts off the TV. And he looks over at her. And then he looks at the lab notes. And we see this drawing of a bearded a bearded man. And uh, is, there's a WB. Uh, capital W, capital B. And then there's shrieky music. Like to underline, bomb, bomb, bomb. And the episode comes to a close. All right, so we're talking season four, episode three, Breaking Bad, Open House. Opens with Walt at work. He's got some coffee pride of coffee. He's getting coffee pride and workmanship. Stops in thought. It looks like stop. Uh, but he has a couple different thoughts about the coffee. Then he notices these new cameras. Walt moves his jaw side to side. Then he moves, and the camera moves with him. They follow him. He stares right up at full frame after a while once he figures out that there's more than one. And they're all watching him. You see a full frame of Walt's face flipping the camera, the bird. And the episode opens. And then we have Skylar ringing a doorbell. Like a kid up to no good, like a little kid, like, ding, ding, like, like, you know, when people try to just, they're really ringing the doorbell in the most irritating way possible, which when Skylar does it, I liked it. And she's like, well, uh, you know, she's trying to get him in. Then she can, she calls him. She hears his cell phone ringing. She's like, he's like, Hey, I can't, I can't really come in. Well, tying behind the door. She's like, I'm coming in. What does that say? Concordor. Uh, Concordor. I'm coming in. Con. Serdare. I don't know, but Walt's like, oh, he's all mad. He's like, I don't want to, you know, talk about it. She's like, what's going on? She's using it. He's like, I don't, I haven't used any words that are strong words. He's like, I just have had, you know, stuff at work, not getting along with a coworker who he's a much older man than me uh, that I don't get along with, by the way. Aunt Scaler doesn't buy any of it. She's like, so you're okay. Really? Aunt Scaler's face got a double exclamation point when she said that. Uh, real kind concern, maybe, is what her face said. It was a two, then there's a two shot, which I think means, I, I think I knew, I thought I knew what it meant at the time, and now I forgot what it meant. Uh, but I think it's a shot of Skylar and Walt standing face to face. And there's almost a tear coming out of her eye. She's so, you know, just, she has real concern for Walt. And she says, do you have any frozen peas? Uh, she goes, she goes, no peas. She goes, you don't even have what, 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 ice, Walt. And Walt says, I will get peas. I will get uh, ice, peas and ice. I'm writing it down. But he, he's not writing it down. He's just humoring Skylar. Uh, I put nope. And then she says, just so clap, uh, the uncomfortable kind of clap, car wash. Like trying to change the subject. Then we see a Hummel, Hummel figurine. 
which, you know, if you watch Better Call Saul, there was a homo uh, plot. I forgot what it, the plot was about, but I think there was one tied to homo figurines. Uh, there's a dude in a leather chair, homo figurine. I thought I had more notes about this homo figurine. Hopefully they come up again later. There's a dude in a leather chair. Marie's looking out a window with a glass of wine. Uh, the, the real estate agent is like a William Brimley-esque. Or it could be Wil, Wil, Wilford Brimley, actually-esque. But it should be Wilford Brimley Esquire. You know, that would be... They, why didn't they have a show called that? Wilford Brimley Esquire. Country Lawyer. Uh, sponsored by Country Time Lemonade. There you go. Get those people on the phone for me. And maybe we could do, it could be the Wilford Brimley Hour or the Wilford Brimley Family Hour. Uh, top half is something else. You know, we could get Netflix into this and, you know, dual stream income with Country Time Lemonade. Wilford Brimley Family Hour will do, you know, one of the problems with our house was that it's too long. So you do 30 minutes of, you know, Netflix, our new house. And you see, you get Chet Deirdre Hall, Chad Allen, and the other people. And, you know, we just, you know, new, you know, stuff happens. And then they say, well, we're moving all back in with Grandpa. You know, one, I should check before I talk about any celebrities, you know, that their, their, their status, their earthly status, but I never think to do that. But then... You know, Wilford Brimley's also Wilford Brimley Esquire. Whatever his name was on the show, he's just Wilford Brimley now. And then, so then the show, you know, the episode at the 30 minute mark goes into Wilford Brimley Esquire, Country Lawyer, sponsored by Country Time Lemonade. You know, he can't be the thing, you know, at his office is a porch swing. There, you know, okay, it writes, this stuff writes itself. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you think this podcast is boring. Try sitting through an entire childhood of episodes of Our House. And try, try being my siblings when I'm constantly rewriting the show, at the time, you know, with my criticisms. Man, it must have been miserable being related to me. Oh, boy. More men's to be made. But anyway, I got amends to make to you because I got to get back on the plot here. Uh, real estate agent, total lie city, Marie's lying. She says stuff like, Eli's, my son Eli's going to be homeschooled. I work with clay, so I'll need a plumbing hookup. Then we see Hank in the bed. He's totally blank, uh, from, uh, total blank from, oh, total blank frown. So he's got that total blank frown on his face while he's watching Cinemax. And then we see Limitless Purple. There's bags, there's sheets. Uh, as Marie comes home with all these gifts for Hank, and she's like, I got your moisturizer, I got your shiner back, and your chips, and, and Slickopedia for fantasy football. She's so nice. And I don't know if this is product placement, uh, Wilford Brimley, Esquire, country lawyer. Uh, he Hank says, Marie, I said Cheetos, not Fritos. And he goes, I must have said that like 10 times. You need me to write that down for you? And she goes, no, I don't need you to be mean, grumpy grumpy pants. And he goes, Cheetos, ch 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 like che He didn't say this, but he like, ch 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 pet ch 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 cheetos rhymes with Fritos. So I don't know why he's getting so mad, because they rhyme. Uh, Hank's more on the phonemic awareness, where I think Marie, you know, she bases her, you know, 
uh, her fictionally on the rhyming schemes of the rhymes of purple. So, sorry I know more about your wife than you. I'm just as grouchy usually, though, so don't worry about that, Hank. Uh, oh, then we see the humble figurine at the bedside uh, of their bedside, and it's a kid on a pig. So here's my humble notes. A kid on a pig with a ladder. So he's riding a pig. He has a small ladder in his hand. He's a school kid. I mean, what the hell? What the fuck's going on with these humble figurines, you know? It, it's weird. Uh, and, I mean, I knew they were weird to begin with, but there's a kid riding a pig with a, with a ladder. And, you know, it's just like, I mean, was this the humble critics cast? Well, for a few seconds it will, because of all the animals of the animal kingdom, you're gonna, you've heard the term greased pig before, right? So why are you going to have a ladder with a pig? Like, you need a much more stable, docile creature if you're going to be laddering. And pigs, they hear lovely creatures, but you just, what, what? You know, maybe a giraffe. Um, I guess pigs lumber, but I just don't see what he's doing with the ladder. Really confusing. Um, I mean, definitely, it could be about 10 podcast episodes there, but... I mean, because now I'm, I got to keep moving before I get distracted. Uh, then we, we have Walt and Jesse talking cameras. And Walt's like, this thing, and he goes, is this a violation of the workspace? Jesse's like, yeah. He goes, how about we go go-karting? It's pretty fun. And Walt's like, yeah, I got something. And he's like, rain check? Oh, yeah. And then he's like, is there anything we should talk about? And Jesse totally spins it back on Walt after a second or two. He goes, hey, how's your, your eye doing? Uh, so good. And then Jesse gives Walt some advice, which you'd have to watch the episode to get, but it's really good. Because, you know, Walt, you get to get used to this. And then we have another wonderful Odenkirk moment where he says two words, nail salon. And he's pitching the nail salon business to Walt and uh, Skyler. And you think I said with two fingers. I don't know what that means. He's sitting on an ottoman, and then he kind of dismisses, oh, first he goes, in for the lady of the house, drum roll, how about a lifetime supply of uh, nail treatment stuff? Go ahead, pinch yourself. And then he kind of disregards uh, Skyler's efforts at getting the car wash. Uh, he couldn't, uh, that Bogdan wrestled her into submission with his eyebrows. And his 20 million, nice negotiating. Because you bombed, bombed. You're smart to call me in. Uh, let a professional take over. And she's like, who's that? And then Huel shows up. He's got to use the bathroom. He'll be quick. Where were we? And this guy goes, uh, professionalism. You're saying you're the professional. And then they talk about, well, how are we going to get this car wash sold? And... You know, you talk about attitude, proper motivation, attitude adjustment, and Skylar and Saul, they go back and forth. Saul's ideas are totally wacky. And he said, hey, we're just spitballing here. And they're like, well, that's not who we are. We don't, we don't, we'll we come up with some other idea. And he's like, well, what about audit? She's like, no, 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 nothing legal. We can't get him in trouble that's going to follow us. And then we get a little taste of Skylar and Walt. Because they're like, well, why not another car wash? And, and 
Why does it have to be this one? Skylar says, I say it has to be this one. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because I do. And I'm like, well, why really? And she's like, well, I don't like him. Bogdan, he was condescending, rude. Talk trash about Walt. I don't like him. Simple as that. And then Skylar uses the old, uh, not, not reverse psychology, but she goes, well, he was talking. It's fine, Walt. Let's just forget it. I guess he's just making fun of you and emasculating you. That should be fine. And then she's got Walt hooked, but they're stuck for ideas. And then Huel finishes up in the restroom. Uh, let's see what else. State the obvious, gather the taste of Walt's stubborn troop. What do you mean rude about me? And that's when Skylar pulls the hook, gets Walt. And we have another open house. Marie's looking at spoons, talking about basements and the Peace Corps. Storage space, attics, uh... Fake names, uh, no purple, just one of her flowers on her dress, because I guess she's undercover, so she's not Marie. She's Charlotte Blackner. Then she vents with all her lies, and it kind of seemed like the agent was either suspicious or repulsed by all the all that Charlotte Blackner was saying, because she watches her. She, she talks about NASA and how she's a hand model. And she says, this, I can tell, was this a new kitchen? I could tell travertine. And she knocks the marble. That was good. And then we see the agent vacuuming after, and she glares, and she sees a missing spoon uh, from the spoon collection that I just touched on, but that's what they had started the scene with. Uh, then we have Jesse, go-kart driving, yelling, Drives home, there's a dude leaving with his toaster oven, his party's out of control. He just smokes and lays back. Then we're at a next open house, there's pictures of a family. I guess that's another open house, because Jesse's house is kind of open, you know. I didn't think about that till just now, honestly. But, you know, there's a guy leaving his house, and it's open to whoever wants to hang there. But then, uh... I think now Marie's going by Mimi, or someone there's named Mimi, and they go, oh, this is a European uh, house, and she's like, I used to live in London. And then the husband is like, uh, oh, I lived in Upwood in the 60s. Uh, where'd you live? And she's like, well, downtown, but we were never there. You know, we were rich, so we traveled everywhere. Daughter got sick, so then, you know, it was hard. Uh, so hard, you know, but thank goodness, so lucky we are. And as she's like, you know, laying down the lies, other agent rolls in and she's staring. And I think someone says, is she all right? And the agent stares. Maybe they were talking about, uh, cause she was lying about her daughter being sick, her fake daughter, Marie. Mimi's, Mimi, Mimi is Marie, but I don't think Mimi's fake daughter was named Marie. Oh, and the agent stares. Marie tries to run. And then she's like, I know you stole that spoon. And then they argue, you're a thief and they're a liar. And they're going outside, they're still arguing. And Marie's like, back off. My husband's a DE agent. And there's a lady's like, well, I thought he was an astronaut or an illustrator. Get your crazy lies straight. And then Marie's like, you're lucky, I gotta be somewhere. And then they physically argue. And the purse gets spilled. Because she's like, you're not leaving till the cops come. And then the uh, a picture that she just stole and the spoon, they all come tumbling out. Uh, then we have Hank in bed, his phone rings. And he's like, wait, what, what? 
And he's like, what, what's the matter? Uh, you know, and then he's like, oh, sit tight. He goes, what happened? And then, uh, he goes, I can't believe you're doing this to me again, Marie. Uh, in that again, and I guess this, this might be a little early to lay this down, but this is why the drama in the show rules. And it's, it's so hard to put your finger on, uh, other than just saying this is an example of it, that I don't understand how they do it exactly. Uh, but like an episode like this one or with everything that's happening with Hank and Marie, I think it's a bit, just probably like with Marie like all this not done, it, how it can be done in this way, and it, it kind of comes across as as real, even though it's fiction, and believable and relatable, uh, but not trite or ridiculous or tropey that Marie is going to open houses and pretending to be somebody, and that feels like exactly what Marie would do, and then that Hank would be going through this in the season this obsession with not rocks, but minerals. And this is kind of as this episode unfolds with them. And I mean, the same with Skylar and Walt, but then, you know, as the next scenes come and then we see the impact on Marie. And then you, you do know, you're like, well, you feel like you know Marie. So you're like, of course she would act this way. Like she's acting out, you know, for every, you know, and you kind of uh, empathize with Marie and some people might not, you might have a different reaction, but you're still having a reaction uh, that's based on this place in between, you know, where you've passed well beyond the fresh, your, your threshold of disbelief or whatever you want to call it. You're not even aware of it, you know, because you're not aware, or I guess I should say I, but, but I think this is why. I don't know, I think this episode is a really good uh, incredibly complex behind the scenes and in the creation, uh, but what seems effortless presentation of stuff that in any other show, I mean, not no offense, not on any other show, but on most uh, handled in another way would be very ham fisted. And you'd say, well, of course, uh, it's, you know, but in this show you say, oh, Marie, and you say, Hank, uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem. I don't know. I guess you you know what you. It's just brilliant. Uh, I, I don't. Yeah. I guess you either you know or you don't. So, uh, but then we have and then to to underlie that point, Marie's at the station. She's sad but stern. Tiny, oh Tim, the, the Tim officer Tim, Detective Tim. Uh, he comes. He tries to get Marie, and then she, he's unsure. So he sits down next to her, and then she lets it all go. Uh, but she can still, even though she's kind of letting her emotions out, she can still just barely breathe because she's been holding things in so tightly. And then we see bottle washing down the drain. The soap goes, and that gives Skylar an idea. She better call Saul, which she does. And then we have another shot of the foam in the drain. The foam in the something drain. Lotoche. Kotoshai. Something I can't read in my writing. A capitalized drain for some reason, too. And then we see the beloved uh, Bill Burr, the comedian. And he has a podcast. Uh, and he's playing Hugh, which he does a lovely job. It, it really... 
uh, looked back finally on Hugh, and he's but he's also b- b- pretending to be someone here. He's not Hugh, or maybe he is Hugh. I don't know if his name's Hugh. Anyway, he's pretending he's like a D, uh, no, a, a D, no, a EPA inspector. And he's saying, eh, you know, to Bogdan at the car wash, he's like, hey, there's all sorts of trouble here with your filtration system, and you're going to need to retrofit. It's going to cost you 200 Gs. And Bogdan's like, where's Gary? I pay him off, you know. And he's like, oh, well. He goes, don't worry about it. He goes, you're, 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 he goes, you know, you, you, you can't. You, you, He's telling Bogdan, and then Bogdan's like uh, trying to be nice, and then he's like, he's like t- t- doing some nice talk. Then he's like, "Tell me exact specific laws." And then you see Skyler's feeding him to Burr. Burr's listening and reciting him. He's nailing it, and Skyler's still giving him material. And then it ends with like, "Was that specific enough for you?" Great teamwork. And then we have Hank watching bowling, and he's mad and detached, uh, and he's not nice to Marie. He's, she's like, I'm going to leave your pudding. Uh, Marie's also acting like kind of like everything's okay. Then she goes down to her purple kitchen, and she just kind of stares. Uh, then the doorbell comes, and it's Tim, and, and she's like, is everything okay? He's like, no, I just want to see Hank. And she's like, he's going to be so happy. And then he comes upstairs, and Hank's like, oh, were you here to take a Murray away? And he goes, no, no, hey, how are you doing? He goes, well, I can't complain. Well, you know I could, but... And he goes, well, you're looking good. He goes, yeah, well, handsome was never the hard part, you know. He goes, have a seat. He goes, thanks for everything. He goes, ah, no, no, don't worry about it. And he goes, so, you're collecting rocks? And Hank's like, they're minerals, actually. I'm cataloging them, you know, sort them, label them. He goes, actually, it's a lot of work. And Tim's like, oh, yeah, no, it looks like it. Oh, also, Hank has on pink grippy socks. And he goes, well, I want to pick your brain about this Gail Bedecker guy. And he goes, would you still look into it? And he goes, you know, I don't know. Also, Hank was eating pudding, which just like my, that was my, one of my favorite web series, Pat Oswalt's brother, uh, Matt, I think, he's the guy who eats the pudding, uh, and it's Eddie Pepitone, it's pudding, it, it makes me laugh, it, it, they don't make it anymore, but I think all the episodes are on there, um, it's, it's really funny, it's really dark though, so, in adult but it's, it reminded me of because Hank was eating pudding. Pudding. And so he's like, well, can you look at this notebook? It's got all this math stuff in there. And he's like, well, I don't know. And he goes, well, you take it easy. He goes, that's what I do. That's what I was born to do. Uh, and then he puts the bowling, goes back to the bowling, I think. And then he looks at the notebook. Then we see Skyler with some bills, Waltz with the baby. He goes, that eh, was a good try. And Skyler's like, I think we wait. He'll call. And Walt's like, it's been like five hours. She's like, he'll call. Just wait. And he's like, uh, why don't we just... And then the phone rings. And it's just great acting watching these two uh, have like a quote-unquote normal conversation. 
because uh, in between the, the first call and the second call, but the first call comes and she's like, oh, hey, uh, Mr. Wolnitz. Oh, hey, Mr. Wolnitz, that's Bogdan's for last name. She goes, yeah, I dropped, I'm going to drop the offer to 800, and Walt's freaking out, freaking out. And she's like, Walt's like, no, no, no. She's like, Walt, I'm in the middle, you know, leave me alone. And he's like, well, why? And she's like, because you're unpleasant, you're rude. And she goes, I did my homework, and 800, you know, 879 seemed high. Uh, so she says, okay, well, that's my offer, bye. And Walt's like, what are you doing? You're negotiating. He goes, who cares about $80,000? You know, I make it, how much do I make it a day? And she goes, this has to be done. And he goes, well, you took it so far. And she goes, well, and he goes, well, he's not going to call back. You didn't think that would work. She goes, oh, yeah, it did. He's like, nope, sorry, nope. And he goes, well, I'm going to call Saul. He goes, where's my phone? And she's like, wait. She goes, just be patient. And then the phone rings, and Scaler, like, makes it, you know, waits. And she goes, oh, hello, Miss Walnuts. And then we are back at Jesse's house. He kind of throws some money around his apartment and watches people uh, play catch some money. Then we see a new guy. Gus is a new guy. Then we see a pop and cork, and Walton's got clean cars and clean money here, here. And Walt's all flirty. And he says, this is an impressive idea I had. Oh, no, it was a quiet whisper by Skylar, here, here. And he's like, well, maybe we'll throw Saul a bone. But then Walt takes things too high yet again. He's like, well, I bought the most explosive, you know, expensive champagne I could. And she's like, why would you do that? And Walt's like, I can do it, Skylar. I covered my tracks. And she's like, why, why do you have to push stuff like this? And they got to go back and forth. And she goes, Walt, the devil is in the details. Also, there's a portrait on the wall. that says, is that Skylar younger with dark hair or what? And then we see Hank, I was like, is he watching court TV? And then it, it goes dot, 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 worse, a city council meeting in the middle of the night. And then he's so bored, he says, well, let me look at these lab notes. And then the uh, one of the lines from the city council, I, mo I would make a motion to uphold the decision. Uh, but I think Walt does earlier, but then Walt starts reading lab notes and the episode ends. Hi, over on Facebook, I want to thank Nora and Caroline. Thank you and good night. Thank you, Nora, and good night. Thank you, Susan M., and good night. And Susan got quite an introduction to the podcast with extra four hours of sleep. I want to thank Cy and say thank you and good night. I want to thank Anya. I want to thank Laura and say good night. I want to thank Faye and say goodnight. I want to thank Ab's wife and say goodnight. I want to thank Madison Maria and say thank you and say goodnight. Lori S., thank you and goodnight. Jennifer B., thank you and goodnight. Uh, Roberto B. to the D., thank you and goodnight. Uh, Vanessa Nocturne, thank you and goodnight. Bo Benny, thank you and goodnight. Uh, Babs, thank you and good night. Dan G, thank you and good night. And Nicole B, thank you and good night. Evelyn H, thank you and good night. Nugger, thank you and good night. Laura K, thank you and good night. 
Uh, Julia R., thank you and good night. Wolene, thank you and good night. Lori S., thank you and good night. Elizabeth L., thank you and good night. Dan H., thank you and good night. Chevy, thank you and good night. Amanda R., thank you and good night. Uh, Alexandra M., thank you and good night. Penny R., thank you and good night. Carrie K., thank you and good night. Nikki, thank you and good night. Oh, the Erie Canal, that's lovely. Uh, Peggy M., thank you and good night. That's really bringing back some memories, that Erie Canal picture. Susan S., thank you and good night. Julie F., thank you and good night. Gail, thank you and good night. Joel D., thank you and good night. Ingrid T., thank you and good night. Debbie S., thank you and good night. Glenn B., thank you and good night. Katie S., oh boy, and good night. Lisa K., thank you and good night. Jeff S., thank you and good night. Sarah B., thank you and good night again. Heather W., thank you and good night. Trish T., thank you and good night. Uh, Karen L., thank you and good night. Vesna, thank you and good night. December, thank you and good night. Corey R., thank you and good night. Alex M. to the T., thank you and good night. Uh, Chloe, thank you and good night. Lori B., thank you and good night. Uh, over on the email, I want to thank uh, Julie. Susan, thank you and good night. Alexandra, thank you and good night. Jonathan M., thank you and good night. Josephine, thank you and good night. Megan, thank you and good night. Uh, Meg Swice, so nice, I say it twice. Meg Swice. Uh, Mary, thank you and good night. Simone, thank you and good night. Mario, thank you and good night. Chris, thank you and good night. Crystal, thank you and good night. Aaliyah, thank you and good night. Jesse, and Janice, happy birthday. Thank you and good night. Uh, happy Janice, happy belated birthday. Lexi, thank you and good night. Uh, Anna, Anya, Nug, thank you and good night. Leah, thank you and good night. Kimberly, thank you and good night. Matthew, thank you and good night. Summer, thank you and good night. Val Betty, thank you and good night. Kalina, thank you and good night. Claire, thank you and good night. Uh, Spencer, thank you and good night. Amanda, thank you and good night. Carol, thank you and good night. Dean, thank you and good night. Pam, thank you and good night. Honestly, thank you and good night. Uh, iTunes reviews. I want to thank Wham Baguette. Well, that's that's a uh, that's that's funny. Wham Baguette says they're having an excessive sleep problem. Uh, they read about us in the New York Times. And but that was when they woke up on on uh, 8 a.m. Saturday. Next thing they know, it was about afternoon on Saturday, and that was after nine hours of sleep already. Well, welcome to the Bork Club, uh, Lamb Baguette. Uh, Pasheen works every time. They love the podcast, and it lulls them to sleep without a hitch. I like that word hitch. Is it magic? That's two magic questions in a row. Uh, Lisa from Manchester in the UK. I uh, says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Love the podcast so much. One of those weirdos who spends hours reliving. Well, not around here, you're not. Uh, embarrassing, cringeworthy moments over and over again in vivid detail. As soon as my head hits the pillow, but not anymore. Yeah, well, you're in the exact right place. This is the exact person that lives inside my brain. So thank you. And you never made it past the 15 minutes. Thank you for the kisses. Well, 
Sheep, 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 uh, says uh, Stacy Silent G. Uh, Scooter's got to create the best creative heart, and they believe in the podcast practically and artistically. The love lady, Witchbeard, Morcoa. Thank you, Stacy. A wall of books says, uh, uh, who knows what it is about? I'm asleep. Oh, it's the best. I've been so listening to podcasts for about a week, the last three nights, but on the same episode, and each time they're asleep before the intro is over. When they have listened, it's kind of entertaining, not boring, but circular, illogical, soothing, and tapering off. Uh, most other podcasts are too raucous. Right? I have trouble with that word. It might jolt you out of sleep. Not this one, magic. We're getting a lot of magic, love. And speaking of love, I love teaching, wrote, wrote an extra review, and they love this podcast. First of all, works. It's odd and amusing and charming and Scooter's endearingly earnest and alliteration. And they also love Bernie the Butterfly and Coa the Dog. Uh, wow, says Caleb BN. No idea why this works, but it does. Rarely do they have trouble going to sleep. They can fall asleep any time. Except if it's super late. Uh, if they try to fall asleep at 2 and 3 in the morning, it doesn't come this far on this podcast and works. That's great. Uh, it works also from JCX and in Canada. Listen to multiple episodes, couldn't tell you what they're about. They all made you fall asleep. Uh, Teresa E07, so boring it puts me to sleep. Uh, which is exactly the point. The stories and the tang tangential side trips keep me from driving myself up a wall when they lay down. It's part of the bedtime routine. That's what I think looks works great. And prevents them from falling asleep during lectures during the day. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, mind blown. That's Timmy Price, who was skeptical at first, then woke up eight hours, nine hours later, a believer. Uh, you know I love the skeptics. That's what I mean, because I'm a skeptic. Uh, you know I'm not skeptical about this next review. It comes in from Bob Barker, 917. So that may be one of Bob Barker, uh, Bob Barker's but brain bots. It says, yeah. Scooters are lovable, lovable, wow, thank you. Lovable and comforting, thanks, Bob Barker. Or it could be B.O. Barker, because it's uh, capitalized, which then will be like, wait a second, this is someone that works for Bob Barker, and they're trying to tell us something. Well, how about this one, Aaron2834. But I'm wide as these. They amaze how quickly it shuts their brain and their eyes down. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how about this one? Yeah, pretty great. That's uh, El Dude Bros fan uh, from the USA. They find themselves coming back to this podcast often. The voice, what he says and how he says it, it freaking works. Thanks to uh, El Dude Bros. How about this one? Totes Riddick. It helps me. Good job, Scoots. This is a Totes Riddick's a longtime listener. They love Superdoll, and they laugh if they're not asleep. Uh, Brittany, Brit Britain, Brittany uh, D, I think that's Brittany D. Uh, it doesn't make sense how well this works, but it's magic. Trust the reviews. Thank you. Uh, quirky and wonderful. That comes from Toby Scott, Scout in Canada. Part of the nightly ritual. I think that's important. Helps me fall asleep every each time. There's nothing worse than wanting, needing, knowing to go to sleep, but they can't. The weird, quirky ramblings and the creaky voice of Ackerman is my melatonin. Thank you. Uh, how about this one? Sweet dreams from Paulstead in the USA. What a find off the wall of the bike, soft beat. They were searching for insomnia cures. 
uh, narrator uh, claims to have special expertise in being boring, but despite the trademark lulling tones, pointless meanderings, mumbles, stumbles, and mispronunciations, there's a good work here. Poet and a gentleman, oh boy. And someone I'd like to have as a friend. Well, count me in. Mumble Bear, Bernie the Butterfly are my favorite characters. That's Thanks, Mumble Bear. What you say? Believe me, you're in for a surprise. And how about this one? Sleeping Sam says amazing. Been listening to White Noise for years. With, with the uh, with their monkey mind chatters over those. But that's Scooter. Just interesting and funny enough to quiet the brain down. They've had a month off from their sleeping pill. Uh, Lee C.H. is a genius. What could be kinder than talking to someone who can't sleep in a calm, soothing voice until they fall asleep? Isn't that what, exactly what we want? They've had insomnia their whole life, and this is the best by far. So grateful. Thank you. Uh, Aaron Bod, our good friend Aaron Bod. Nightly sleep aid for over a year. Partner and I have listened to Sleep With Me podcast every night for a year to help us in the deep, dark night. Sleep's a challenge. Sleep disorder undiagnosed, affected relationship and sleep hygiene, partner recovering from uh, P- compound PTSD, and then their years of a loving, sporting relationship with one another are slowly and steadily chipping away. Aaron Bott discovered the podcast at Hack Reactor, a three-month computer programming boot camp, living in downtown San Francisco away from the partner, essentially in a hostel, sleeping in a little room on the bottom of a bunk bed, Ten bunks in the room. Window open is city noise and the noise of nine other people sleeping in the room. And when they got up, they had to put in 12 plus days, intellectually grueling study engineering. Throughout all those days, six days a week, I was on call with my partner, just checking in in case she had a bad flashback or was sinking into despair, isolation. I don't really know how I would have gotten through that time without Sleep With Me podcast, which I discovered while trying to quiet my anxious and racing thoughts at the end of the day. After the first night listening, I told my partner about it. And we listened to it every night together since then. I remember getting the emails from from these two wonderful people. And they had the fortune to hang at the Bay Area meetup a long time ago and consider a close friend, which I do as well. Which I guess is someone someone hangs out with you every night when you go to sleep. I uh, feel fortunately puts in a considerable time to produce this incredible show. Can't recommend it enough. If you're kept awake or wake up with racing thoughts, anxiety, overwhelmed by the voice of your clinic, or physical or emotional pain, Scooter's here there for you. He doesn't require anything for you. He'll just lull you with his creaky dulcet tones and remind you, hey, it's okay to sleep. And whatever you're worrying about. Well, you'll probably be better equipped to solve tomorrow with a good night's rest. Thanks, Scooter. Well, thanks, Aaron and Cole. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Uh, next up, Tony Boo from the UK. Go with the flow chart and sleep. They love the podcast, the tone of Scooter's voice. Even if they don't fall asleep straight away, they don't lie there reliving the day. Uh, story's just interesting enough to keep me listening. Never managed to listen through the whole episode. And it's changed the way they sleep. Thank you. How about Christy 99B? Sleeping with Scooter, best decision ever. Might be, you might be the only one you found that says that. Fall asleep easily, but I wake up at five plus hours of sleep, which is not enough. And they typically had a hard time falling asleep. Not anymore, they just quick play on the podcast. And they laugh and fall asleep. Thank you. 
Uh, Will McPhee from the UK doesn't like the podcast, doesn't like my voice, and, you know, not a good narrator, and I can't pronounce, pronunciate things. Thanks, Will. Uh, sleep crack. Once you try it, you're hooked. That's from AV Madrid from USA. Uh, Scooter has a way of telling an entertaining story, but not too entertaining. It distracts you from your thoughts and worries. And they're hooked immediately. Six months later, they're still listening. And falling asleep in the first 15 minutes. Thank you, AV Madrid. How about Mad Aid 1294? Magic or science? I don't know. Perfectly designed. No, trust us. It's magic. Thank you, Mad Aid. How about Patchouli Drop? I sleep. A paradoxical hypnosis. Scooter's method works. Confuting. Confusing. Especially when I call it confuting. Silly circu- circu- stories that uh, distract and relax. They go on from a serial insomnia with four sleeping pills, only needing dear, dear Scooter. Did have weird dreams the first night, though. How about uh, NK2C2Zs? And thanks. Goodbye, NBN. Goodbye, sleeping pill hangover. Eventually, it'll have to try three times, and then maybe it'll have Pavlovian effect. Uh, Maggie GM, either this guy's boring and weird, or he's like Andy Kaufman. Thank you. Uh, Liz, Lizzie Diz again. Uh, Lizzie Diz, genius. I've heard about this podcast and another podcast, and while intrigued, they didn't try it right away. But the other day, they had to wake up and their minds started racing. They couldn't get back to sleep. They t- tried the podcast. It worked like a charm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lizzie Diz. And Scary Sherry, my go-to sleep rem- remedy. Had insomnia as long as they could remember. They've tried YouTube apps. They don't know why this works so well, but it does. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, and good night.